Okay, so on the I'll go one, two, three, and we'll clap, okay? Okay, one, two, three. Oh, clap? Yeah. I thought you said press. Pa! No, 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 clap so that, like, later I can hear it and, like, put them together. Oh! I get it. I think you might press the button at the same no. time. I was like, that's the dumbest idea. Okay. Wow, tell me how you really feel. Clap makes clap makes much more sense. I that I think that's a totally good idea, yes. Wow. <laughs> I feel a type of way. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, Alright. <laughs> okay, I'll be quiet now. Fauna Facts, a podcast about fauna, clearly, and facts. I'm Mads, and this is... Oh, this is Grace. Sorry. This is Grace. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. Oh, my God. I wasn't anticipating this. I thought you were going to, like, talk about what this podcast was, not introduce. Oh, okay. well, we can... Well, let's do... Well, let's talk about ourselves first. Yeah. So, who are you, Grace? Why should we care about you talking about animals? I'm a grad student. I teach zoology and study butterflies. And I just really like talking about animals. I am not a scientist or an authority on zoology, biology, etc. I just like interesting facts, and I also like animals. I'm a law student. So I really have no business talking about this, which is why you're going to stick to the facts facts and I'm going to tell weird stories. Also, how did we meet? We met in China and I think your first impression of me was that I was obsessed with bugs. I mean, is that like an impression or just like a fact of you? Okay, I don't think I'm obsessed with bugs. I'm obsessed with... Not like compared to other people that study bugs, I'm normal. <laughs> Remember my friend that studies ants? Yes. Yes, I do. I've met him. Oh, right. Yes. Well, he he has like a blog about, I think it's called The Daily Ant. And he just... Shout out. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to The Daily Ant and Ben, who will probably never listen to this. But <laughs> you never know. It's animal related. He might be into it. I don't remember why I talked about that. Oh, he's, you're right. He's very, very into ants. Yeah. But you're pretty, you're pretty into, did you say bugs or insects? Because are they, are they the same thing? Are they different? Okay. So if we're going to get technical. Let's. First facts of this podcast. So insects refer to a group of animals that have six legs. They're arthropods. So order insecta. I think that's actually an old term, but Bugs, if you want to have a true bug and not just a creepy cop crawly. <laughs> the technical term. That's like order hemiptera. Order hemiptera is bugs, true bugs. So there's a lot of like sucking mouth parts. Yeah, sucking mouth parts. Um, they have a half wing or a hemielytra. Oh god, this is getting really technical. Yeah, I don't think you want to into that. But... It's not very interesting. Maybe when I learn more about animals and living creatures in general, I'll be able to understand more of these words that you're using. Uh, yeah, I'll try to dumb it. I'm not dumb it down. Whoa! I'll try to use it non-jargon. 
No, not jargon terms, and not just use, like, entomologist terms. It's okay. I mean, it's that is what I'm asking you to do, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for explaining that. Oh, and I forgot to say that, so we met, yeah, we met in China in, like, 2013, and we taught English together at the same school, and we've wanted to do a podcast like this for, like, at least four years. Yeah, since we met, yeah. Since 2013, so. Yeah, and, like, technically we live in the same country still, again, in America, but we have never even lived in, like, the same geographic region. No. So if the podcast quality is, like, exceptionally bad, it's because we're not physically in the same space doing this. (laughs) So uh, please forgive any weirdness about the sound. Okay, so just briefly to explain what the podcast is and, like, what it's about and what we're doing. Um, so it's called Fauna Facts. Fauna Facts. And I think you should go first. And the first half will be Grace talking about an interesting animal fact that, like, maybe isn't super well known or at least, like, she can go into the real biology behind something. Is that how I say it? Should I say the biology of something or should I say the zoology? Zoology? Oh, God. No, you can say the biology of something. Okay, SOS. I'm very science adjacent. Like, my whole family are scientists, and I am the only one that is not. So, this is going to be embarrassing if they ever hear this and hear me struggle so hard. And then what I'm going to do in the second half is talk about, like, a weird story or, like, It could be, like, a historical thing or, like, a cultural thing or just, like, an event that, like, has to do with animals because I don't know anything about biology. So I would be very hesitant to try and teach anybody anything. But I'm really excited because I really think I'm going to learn a lot from this. It's, like, the biology class I haven't taken since, like, ninth grade, so. I and I'm super excited to hear about the weird animal stories you find you're gonna it's gonna be a wild ride yeah I think you have some idea of what I might talk about mostly mostly insects I'm gonna try to find other things to talk about I will find other things to talk about (laughs) but I it's gonna be yeah I know you found some interesting things that I will not ever heard about yes Yes, and also, if someday actual people listen to this, please feel free to tell us something you want us to talk about. Yeah. I feel very confident we don't know everything, so... Yeah. Especially, like, yes. weird animal stories, because there's so many. Okay. How do you feel? Good. Wait, is this off the record? No, this is on the record. Oh, okay. I mean, it can be... It's, like, both. Okay, good. I've been trying to keep my radio voice the whole time, so... <laughs> All right, well, how about let's start. Actually, I was going to talk about ants today. Oh my gosh! Yes, ants, because actually, ants are awesome. And so, did you know that ants take care of each other? Well, how do I say this better? What? Do you know that ants do combat triage? Oh gosh, I don't know how to triage. say that word, actually. Triage, yeah, you can tell I just read a lot and don't actually talk. That's okay. I talk a lot more than I read. Okay. Okay. So did you know that ants practice combat triage? I really, I didn't, and I don't even 
I have so many follow-up questions already, like, how often are ants in combat? And, like, are we talking about ant-on-ant combat? Or, like, ants do ants fight a lot of different things? Like, this is what I'm saying. I'm going to interrupt you so many times because I just have so many questions. <laughs> All right. Well, but you can tell, you can, like, tell your story first. I don't want to, like, derail you. Yeah. Ants do go to combat, in this case, with termites. So the midabili ants... They attack termites and eat them, but casualties can be high. Oh. When these ants are hurt, they scientists have seen other ants taking these hurt ants back to the nest, and they're like, okay, we know what's going on. There's some ant-eating ant going on. <laughs> and no, actually, they're not eating each other. They're not eating their dead compatriots. They lick over the wounds. What? And... Yeah, they kind of mouth the wounds, and then that actually heals the ants. But it gets a little crazier. Wait, I'm sorry. That. Ants have tongues? No, no, no. They, like, don't, like, okay. They just, like, kind of mouth mouth them. So they kind of chew on them without chewing. They chew, oh my god! Just like a sloppy ant kiss. <laughs> I'm shocked and amazed that that works. That that does anything. Yeah. But, like, but why does that help? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't going to talk about that. Sorry, sorry. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm sure there's things in their saliva. Like, there's stuff in our saliva that... Right, right. I was going to say that. So, anyway, they're, like, looking at these ants, and then they realize that some ants, the really heavily wounded ants, don't get taken back. It's just the... The ants just missing a couple limbs. It's the ants that are missing, like, two limbs. Those are the ones that get taken back to the nest. That's crazy. Yeah, and the ants will actually, they'll, when they get picked up by the other workers, they'll stop flailing around, but the really damaged ants, the other workers try to help them, but those ants are just so far gone, they don't cooperate, and they can't get carried back to the nest because they're flailing all around. But sometimes, the lightly wounded ants, they don't get picked up. And so the best part of this story is when they don't get picked up, they'll run really fast behind the other ones. And then when they get close, they'll like slow down and act really wounded. So the other ants will pick them up. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. There's some researchers in Switzerland, Eric Frank, they recorded ant speeds of ants running behind other workers. That's crazy. Yeah, I love that story. Wait, so is that like a recent discovery or no? The part where they, the ants were running behind, like the hurt ants were running behind the other workers that came out this year. Mmm. And what kind of ant did you say it was again? Metabele. How do you spell that? M-A-T-A-B-E-L-E. I think I'm saying it right. I trust you. Yeah, they're, they're from... Sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. So it's the name of a tribe of people, I think. Oh, cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So those are my factual fauna facts on ants. Oh, gosh. I said that wrong. Fauna my fauna <laughs> facts on ants. Factual fauna facts. Actual factual fauna facts on ants. Oh, my gosh. The queen of alliteration over here. Yeah, I'll calm down. <laughs> Actual factual fauna facts on ants. The thing that I want to talk about 
is called ferret legging. Have you ever heard of it? I think you mentioned something about people putting ferrets in their pants. Yes. So it's it's an endurance test. It's like a competitive sport where people put live ferrets in their pants. The winner is the person who lasts the longest. Oh, so they don't even, like, race or anything. No. They're just standing in one place with ferrets in their pants? Uh-huh. Wait, is it, like, up their pant leg? Uh-huh. Get ready for this. Okay. So, in the sport of ferret legging, you tie your pants at the ankles before placing two ferrets inside and securely fastening your belt so that, you know, the ferrets can't get out. Then you stand in front of a judge for as long as you can. You can't be, like, you and the ferret can't be drugged or drunk or, like, sedated in any way. You are also not allowed to wear underwear. <gasps> mm-hmm. And your pants can't be, like, tight either. Like, the ferrets have to be able to move, like, freely from one pant leg to the other. Right. Pant. That was my first concern, is that those poor ferrets. Right. And the ferrets, the ferrets must have a full set of teeth that can't be, like, filed or otherwise blunted. Are they, like, from, like, where do these ferrets come from? Are they, like, just stuff they bought from, like, ferrets they bought from the pet store? Or can you bring your own, like, pet ferret? Okay, that is a really good question. I don't think so. I think they're, like, they're a particular kind of ferret, but that's an excellent question. I don't know. I'll research it after this. Oh, maybe it's, like, when you go to the rodeo, you don't get to bring your own bowl. I think, I'm pretty sure you don't get to bring your own ferrets because I think that would be cheating because you could have, like, calm ferrets. Right. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, so it's got some, like, it's got some concerning elements to it. Yeah, when I was reading about it, I was like, uh, is this animal cruelty? Like, I want to be clear, I don't endorse this sport. I just think it's insane. Where does this take place? Is this some, is this a U.S. thing or some... It's, it's... I don't know. It's British or Scottish. Okay. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna say that, but it sounded like a very British thing to do. Stop. Like, they can't hunt foxes anymore, so put ferrets in your pants. Well, okay, so the origin of ferret legging is disputed. It seems to have become popular among coal miners in Yorkshire in England in the 1970s, although some Scottish people claimed that it's, like, from Scotland. Why would you argue about where it comes from? Because they're really into it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's another claim that ferret legging originated in public houses. Pubs, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why they say that. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, how fun would that, like, that's what your designated driver does. (laughs) They can't drink, so (laughs) they put ferrets in their pants. That's hilarious. So, another theory is that it might have originated during the time when only the relatively wealthy in England were allowed to keep ferrets, which were used for hunting, and so it would force animal poachers to hide their, like, illegal ferrets in their pants to avoid detection by gamekeepers. None of it makes any sense. The whole thing is just like... (laughs) No, I don't... Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't know. So it's existed for centuries, but it became, like, really popular again in the 1970s. And then actually in Richmond, Virginia, hilariously, from 2003 to 2009, there was a national ferret legging event, like, every year. 
which is really odd to me. I don't understand. Apparently there's like these Richmond Highland Games and Celtic Festival in Richmond and like they had that. They also had one in Winnipeg in 2007, the Manitoba Ferret Association. The Manitoba Ferret Association? They support this? Well, okay, what's really interesting about it is, so Marlene Blackburn, who works with the Ferret Rescue League in Richmond, says that no ferrets are harmed in the sport, claims that during the years the competitions were held in Richmond that no contestant had ever been bitten, although a few have gotten scratched. And then Kelly Yeager from the Manitoba Ferret Association says the animals actually like small confined spaces. And then, like, another spokesman was like, ferrets are generally very harmless, fun-loving creatures. But then there's this one guy who, he is a former world champion, Reg Mellor. Mellor? He said that ferrets at their very worst can be, quote, cannibals, things that live only to kill, that'll eat your eyes out to get at your brain. (laughs) Well, good thing they're in your pants, I guess. (laughs) The sport, the sport... Is said to involve very little, like, skill, but simply an ability to, quote, have your tool bitten and not care. And this Reg Meller is, the same guy I was talking about before, is credited with establishing a practice of wearing white pants in ferret legging matches so that you can better see the blood from the wounds caused by the ferrets, which is like, I really don't know how to feel about that. The other thing that's really interesting about him, too, is that he only picked up the sport when he was, like, 67 or something. And then he did it for several years, like, into his 70s. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and one more note is that competitors can attempt from outside your pants to dislodge the ferrets, but ferrets are actually really good at holding on, so it's pretty difficult to shake them off. I read one report that was, like, this guy had a ferret bite his hand and he could only get it off after he like poured hot water on his hand and the ferret for like minutes <gasps> yeah but i i don't know that much about ferrets actually but it sounds like they like going into holes and exploring looking for rats and things so you think a pant leg wouldn't be that bad i just really don't know i actually didn't yet watch a video on it because I really wasn't sure I wanted to. Right. But I will. I'll I'll find a good one and I'll send it to you. Then the last thing I'm going to talk about is like the world records. Ferret legging was like pretty casual for a long time in the sense that in 1972 the ferret legging record was only 40 seconds. A few years later it broke a minute and then eventually got to 90 minutes. So in 1977, things got really super out of control, and Edward Simpkins from the Isle of Wight set the new world record of 5 hours and 10 minutes. But he only had one ferret in his pants for the first 4 hours, and then he had two for the last 70 minutes. I feel like, okay, after a certain amount of time, doesn't the ferret just fall asleep? That's an interesting question. You'd think so, right? Yeah. I mean, what I would do... Maybe this is cheating. Get, like, one of those nice, cozy, like... Like sweatpants? Like fleece-lined sweatpants? Yeah, or put one of those hot pads, you know, for your hands. Or sometimes you can put them in your feet. Put them in the cuffs. Make a nice little ferret bed. How do they feel about you, like, stuffing pet bedding in your pants? (laughs) Is that okay? 
You could be the new world champion of ferret legging. Yeah, except I'm, I don't think, no. The best part of this, though, so this person who set that crazy record of five hours and ten minutes says he sustained two large bites during his record-breaking attempt, but he continued to play a game of darts undeterred. Which, like, I don't exactly know what that means, but I think what it means is he was, like, playing darts while this happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like... He he must have been drunk. I know you're not allowed to drink, but... <laughs> you're not allowed. How could you? <sighs> <laughs> okay, and then retired miner Greg Meller, who I mentioned earlier. Meller, Melor, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. He set the new world record of five hours and 26 minutes as opposed to five hours and ten minutes, because he really was like, I guess, that's enough now, in 1981, so four years later, in Yorkshire. He had practiced the sport since his youth, apparently, but hadn't been famous until he set the new world record. So I was wrong. I thought that he started at old age, but I think he started competitively when he was older. Oh, I see. So his backstory fits in with like one of the origin theories, which is that he hunted with ferrets, for many years growing up, and so he had grown accustomed to keeping them in his pants to keep them warm and dry when he was working in the rain. And his quote-unquote trick was to ensure that the ferrets were well-fed before they were put into his pants. But, like, I don't know if that works in competition. I don't know if that's just, like, his trick for when he did it in his free time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I remember growing up, we had gerbils, and sometimes they'd start crawling up your sleeve, and I was the worst feeling, those little claws on your arm. Yeah. Well, it gets a little bit more ridiculous. What else? So, in 1986, a few years later, Melor attempted to break his own record before a crowd of 2,500 spectators, intending to beat the, quote, magic six-hour mark the four-minute mile of ferret legging, end quote. (laughs) But after five hours, people were bored and they left. He was still there and workmen arrived and started taking apart the stage. (laughs) Even though... (laughs) Even though he was like, no, 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 I'm on my way to a new record. Oh. According to some reporting afterwards, he retired after that, quote, disillusioned and brokenhearted. Like, that really struck him to his core, that the people didn't stay to watch him beat the record. And he was hoping to organize an annual national competition held in his hometown of Barnsley, but I'm not sure it ever happened. Oh my gosh, what a sad story. That could be, like, some quirky indie movie. I think it would be a great indie movie. Reg Malore, there's actually an article about him in Outside Magazine in 1987, this, like, kind of satirical article, but kind of true, written by Don Katz. It's called King of the Ferret Leggers, and I read it, and it's actually pretty funny, and I recommend some observation of it. Some observation, some reading. I recommend you read it. (laughs) Peruse it at your leisure. (laughs) Yeah, that's the story of ferret legging. Oh, my gosh. Kudos. For your journalism. Thank you. Uh, I confess that a lot of that is Wikipedia. But I think I told it with my own personal flair. Yeah. 
I actually am really embarrassed now that I think about it that I didn't watch a video of ferret legging yet. I'm just going to do that, like, real quick right now. See if this one's good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, oh. Oh, my. I don't understand. Like, this can't be that fun to watch because you can't see the ferrets. Well, what happens when they don't want the ferret in there anymore? I guess they just open their pants a little bit. I don't I honestly... Because they're not wearing underwear, right? Well, I mean, are they... Are the? I just sent you a random video. I don't know if they're playing to the traditional... Oh, I see. <laughs> the comment on this video says, Stupid and cruel, dot, 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 and the ferrets are the smartest participants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, might be true. I haven't watched the video, though. It's like, it's very, it's not that thrilling. I mean, it doesn't make any sense because it's like you can't see, like once you put the ferret in your pants, you can't see the ferret. And so you're just standing, you're just standing there staring at someone who's standing there with like sweatpants on. And like, that's all that's happening. (laughs) Um, I understand why people left after five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I went to a pig wrestling in Nebraska, at the Nebraska State Fair and I got bored. After a couple hours of that, so... couple hours? Yeah. You have a pig, and you have to work together with your teammates to get that pig in a barrel in the middle of the muddy arena. Get a pig in a barrel? Yeah. You have to put it butt down. What's the ratio of pig to barrel, like, in size? The proportion, I guess. I don't know what I'm asking. I can't really remember. Some well, some the kids had very tiny pigs, and then there were children doing this. <laughs> yes, they had tiny pigs for the children, and then as the children got older, the pigs got bigger. And then by the time I got to the adults, it was just it was just kind of boring because the kids had strategy because they were not drunk. Cannot say the same for the adults. Uh, it's not like ferret legging where you can't drink. Oh, this is the, um, where was I? Nebraska. What's, what county, though, was I? Kent County? No. Lincoln County State Fair. Oh, no, it wasn't a state fair. It was, um, Nebraska Land Days. Nebraska Land Days at the rodeo. No. Actually, I don't remember. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think it was the fair. I think it was the Lincoln County Fair. I think it was the Lincoln County Fair in North Platte. Yeah, it was in North Platte. I just, I've been to too many things, the fairground, apparently. Living your best life. Yeah. Cool. Okay, how are we going to end this? I don't know. I guess you just say, I mean, if I was clever, I would have like a catchphrase, but I'm not and I don't. So I feel like I'm just going to say bye for now. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening to Bonifax with Grace and Mads. Woo!